Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Ew. Ew. Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you win your fantasy football leagues, and we hope you did it. We hope you're listening right now being like, yeah, I'm that champion. If you weren't, if you came close, that's cool too. You know, you had a fun season. It was a hectic season with trying to figure out who in the world's just healthy, and then also adding in COVID. That was... That was a rough season. Fantasy, fantasy football this season was the Hunger Games, like on steroids. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It, it was a wild ride, and like honestly, it was a fight to the death. Because even if you didn't have a great start to the season, like uh, you know, I started off hot in a lot of leagues and died off towards the end in some leagues, and then I rallied in the second half of the season in some leagues. Because like, it was so tumultuous. Even if you had your studs, there was no guarantees. It was about so much was, tumult. Oh, I yes. won so much tumult. This I season. won leagues with Daryl Williams. I won leagues with Boston Scott, with Rashad Penny, guys that I didn't even draft. And it's like you know your studs, Alvin Kamara. Where did he go? Braxton Cook. Berrios carried me, yeah. dragged me across the line a couple of places. Oh, so I, I feel that vibe. You gotta love that. How did you do? Did you win some championships, Jake? I want to brag. I won a couple of championships. Don't ask me out of how many leagues, though. <laughs> that part doesn't make it the sound as good. The percentage and the math are not I, I feel I feel very <laughs> proud of my season. Last season wasn't so great. This season, I won four championships. I am in 13 leagues. Too many leagues. We'll cut that down. But I won four. Um, made the championship in a, a few more. So I, I, I'm proud of my season, and I'll take that as a win. I had a brutal season. Heck yeah. Yeah, you had a brutal season. I had a brutal I, I knocked towel. you out of our big league. I knocked Kate out. Um, I felt bad because she didn't really have a quarterback to play with Lamar Hunt or Lamar Huntley. Lamar Huntley. <laughs> Lamar Huntley situation. No, Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley situation. That kind of sucks. There were no quarterbacks. And you would have won. I only won by like five points. So she would have won if she just had anyone but Cam Newton. But there was no one on the waivers. So I the only other The only other quarterbacks on the waivers in that league were Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and Ryan Tannehill, both of whom would have won my matchup for me. But they played on Thursday night. so And Tyler Huntley didn't get COVID until Friday. Yeah, that stunk. But I was happy. And then I ended up winning it. So joke's on you. No, but this season. We got a joint bank account. So joke's on you. (laughs) I think overall this season was great. Uh, I do feel bad. We kind of left y'all hanging during the playoffs. Just all three of us were insanely busy with the holidays. So much traveling. You know, that probably won't be the norm. We drove to Syracuse. Yeah, we drove to Syracuse, which was interesting. 25-hour drive. 
Totally worth it. It's too much. Too That's many too hours. much. It Don't was... do that. Find a place closer. <laughs> it was totally worth it. We had a great time, but the 25-hour drive there and back was eventful, I'll say. It was a, it was it was quieter than I ex- expected. Yeah, it was. But like, how about this for irony? We drive all the way to Syracuse, New York, to save money on the flights and all that jazz, and then we get there, and literally on Michelle Street, we were one stop sign away from her parents' house, and our brakes broke. Well, <laughs> no, it, it sounds way worse than that. We could still break, but. Yeah, but... Did y'all fast and furious into the driveway? Is that what happened? No. I was just... They still worked, but the sound was disgusting. Um, And we we had to spend a lot of money on new breaks, so that stunk. But irony. But besides that, we'll get into fantasy football, don't worry. But we got to figure out how your uh, holidays were, Jake. Oh, it was so good. I was so gluttonous. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't feel bad in the slightest about it. We had, we had multiple celebrations. Uh, my wife's family, my family. We followed it up with raucous New Year's, which we haven't had in a couple of years. Uh, you know, with all of the vid going around, uh, it's just, it's, it was eventful. And I'm tired, and I'm so old because I'm so <laughs> tired after all of the holiday stuff. Yes. Okay, wait, I literally, you, all I wanted to do was sleep after the holidays. I, the like, I thing, need a week of vacation. For the only thing vacation. I want to know, Jake, I like screw all this happiness talk. I just want to hear what your favorite thing that you ate over the holidays is. Favorite thing that if I you could ate? re-eat one oh. thing that you ate. It's always, always going to be cheesy potatoes every oh. single time that I get asked this question. There was a lot of better things, but like that's always going to be top of mind for me. You can't go wrong with cheese and potatoes. Like, uh, there's no making it wrong. My family actually yeah. has one it of the be best cheesy potato recipes ever, and I've never made them for you, Michelle. Maybe that, do it. that's going to be Do it tomorrow. Guys, we can talk about yeah, gonna, football now. I was I'm say, so hungry. At this point, people are <laughs> screaming at us to like move on, and that's fine. I do the same thing when I'm listening to the podcast. So to start off the pod, because we don't really have news or notes to talk about since we're officially done with the fantasy season. If you're playing in week 18, I'm sorry. If you're playing in week 18, yeah, we're, change that. We're not really going to help you here because, I mean, you shouldn't be playing in week 18. So we're going to talk about... So we're punishing you. (laughs) We're going to talk about the 2021 (laughs) fantasy season. And we're going to give out some fantasy awards. And what's more of the holiday spirit than just starting off with a banger award. Uh, Fantasy turd of the year. Because we're just, you know, (laughs) we're that kind of pod. We're just such a happy, nice pod. So we're going to talk about the turd of the year. Who came up with that? These are pretty easy. Except Kate picked one that's not really fair because he won people championships. Was it Jake? Jake, did you come up with the fantasy turd? He did. He did. I came up with fantasy turd of the year. I mean, technically, (laughs) I am the fantasy turd of the year, I feel like. But in terms of NFL players, we have an assortment. So, Jake, who is your fantasy turd of the year? Say turd again. My my fantasy turd, and I'll walk you through my thought process for the turd award. It's just somebody who just, they just, they just did not do anything good for you this year, <laughs> in my view. That's what I think of when I think of the turd. It's just this, it was hanging over you. There was this stench coming off of them the entire time. And for me, you nobody says. You <laughs> <laughs> Every night when I fall asleep, Talk to my therapist about it. We'll get it sorted out. But the fantasy turd for me this year 
was Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I've talked about him on this podcast before. I called him a droppable player weeks ago. And the dude is so infuriating because if you came in with any sort of hopes for him, they were dashed almost immediately, but not quite. Like he gave you just enough hope early in the season where yeah. people hang on way too long. He finished his wide receiver 42 overall, wow. wide receiver 60 in points per game. But this wow. is what makes him so turdish, in my view, especially turdish. Look at his splits with and without Jerry Judy in the lineup. So he played nine games with Jerry Judy. Seven games, Jerry Judy was injured. In his games where Judy played, he averaged 4.2 PPR points per game. 4.2 PPR <laughs> points. Without him, 16 points per game, you were fine. But if if Judy was on the field, Sutton could not be in your lineup. It was so gross. Yeah, it really was. At I least mean, the splits were that clear and obvious, though. Right? I mean, Corlin Sutton at one point, that's really the thing. It, it hurt you so bad because in the beginning of the year, he did put up those you know, he put up like one great performance and it just it kept you holding on hope that he was going to do something else. And it was just so bad with him. My guy was even worse, um, if that's possible. But it's Allen Robinson. And he was being drafted even earlier than Cortland Sutton. At least, like, at least Sutton was one of those guys where you just kind of had high expectations, but he was still like on that line. Is he good or not? Allen Robinson was drafted as this guy like, Oh, he's a steal in the third the or fourth round. The safest play. player. Like, you just felt so good drafting him. And he never scored more than 10 fantasy points all year never. long. Never. <gasps> His high was 10.8. He never scored more than that. And like, he oh was a wide God. receiver 83. Oh. DeAndre Carter. Does anyone know what team he's on? DeAndre Carter. I believe Washington. Yes, Washington. He scored more fantasy points than oh, Allen no. Robinson. Jalen Guyton <laughs> scored more fantasy points. Nick Westbrook, I can, is that how you say it? Akine. Akine. Akine scored more fantasy, fantasy points. Zach Pascal, it was bad. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Quest Cab? Watkins. Cab. Randall Cobb. Randall in the on four the Cab. games that he played. And you can blame it on the Bears and you can blame it on Justin Fields can and Andy Dalton and the... Nick Foles. But guess what? Darnell Mooney had a couple good games. Like what the hell's wrong with you, Robinson? Why can't you show up? Can you Where blame it on the alcohol? Blame it on the Oh, I was going to blame it on the rain. We were all willing to blame this on different things, but the blame falls squarely on Allen Robinson. Let's yes. be clear. And didn't it feel like he just this year was like, eh, I'm not into it. Yeah. Like, I'm not into this football stuff He just this gave year. up because you've seen other guys on the team have good weeks. There's no reason he couldn't have I mean, at I least one good week. Let's remember he was playing on the franchise tag, which I very much don't think he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but, but now he's like a now you would have thought he's going to be a free agent. He wants to put out some good game film. Like now he lost so much money after this year and you can't just blame it on your team situation. You never that showed is, up. That is my like biggest thing with Allen Robinson. Uh, like he wasn't perfectly healthy this season. He was managing a hamstring injury. So I'll give him like a little bit of that, but there's probably no wide receiver that lost or any just offensive player period that lost more money than Allen Robinson with his performance this year. 
Um, there are plenty of good wide receivers out there on the market in 2022. Allen Robinson just pushed himself to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, if I'm a team, I'd rather Juju Smith-Schuster than Allen Robinson. At least when Juju's out there, he is, like, fighting for everything. And he has, you know, say what you want about him off the field, which is only dancing. Like, God forbid a dude dances on TikTok. It's the end of the world. Yeah, what is this? The the town yeah. from Footloose? Yeah. Have we forgotten what it's like to dance? Everyone says he has off the field issues. It's like, oh, my God, he dances on TikTok. He plays there's Fortnite. Way, there's way worse things that you could be doing, which I'm we've shouting seen at, in the NFL. I'm shouting at my father-in-law I, right now. I would much <laughs> rather have a guy that puts it all out there. He tries everything on the field. And literally, Allen Robinson looked like he didn't even want to be out there this year he gave zero crap so he was like a just a regular I don't turd. I don't feel bad calling him the fantasy turd but he year. wasn't just no. a fantasy turd he was like just a turd yeah and now <laughs> you should feel you should feel bad about your fantasy turd of the year because he won me two championships us that joint bank account yeah. sweetheart yeah. um <laughs> Okay, so this is not maybe this won't make sense to a lot of people, but I'm angry, uh, and I, I'm I'm angry for you because this is a guy that I told y'all I didn't have many shares of because he was being drafted too high, and I was kind of a little bit right. But DK Metcalf, yeah, the wide receiver ten don't care, don't care because he's the he, wide receiver ten. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I went back. <laughs> Uh, you is, can't call him the turn no, of the year then. No, Michelle. So he has been a wide receiver three or worse in 63% of his games this season. Wide receiver three or worse. He's the wide receiver 13 on the year, but still, that's wild. Um, 233 uh, 33 PPR points. Uh, 51.5% of those came in just five games. So that other like 10-game span... You weren't scoring Jack. Like, literally, Jack, he hurt you more times than he helped you. And I'm sorry. Like, yes, uh, maybe he scored you three touchdowns in your fantasy championship. But if you played him leading up to your championship, you probably didn't make it to your championship. Like, that, I think, is, is even more useless. He cost all the draft capital in the world. I, I just, no. I wouldn't want no. a guy like Kenny Galladay? No. Over DK Metcalf as a no, turd because Galladay's like, too obvious of a turd. I think you know, all he's of your the, turds he's... are very obvious. I want to go with a, <laughs> I want a, a golden nugget. Oh. I don't, maybe D- he's a disappointment. I wouldn't call him the turd of the year. He's not one big turd. What he is is he's a bunch of little turds all spread out. So that like you walk in one and you're like, oh, no, I stepped in a turd. But then you take another step and you're like, now I'm good. And then you take another step and you're like, where'd this turd come from? How is it everywhere? Um, and that's the 10 games that he scored, you know, like no points for you. Yeah, it, it's kind of like walking on my college campus. We had a lot of geese. You just never knew where that was going to be. I did not know what was, word was going to come out. <laughs> I did not know what word was going to come out of your mouth. But I there were a lot of troublemakers I on didn't. my college campus. Right. Let's, let's move on to something more, um, you know, happy and nice. Uh, late round fantasy MVP. So a guy you stole in the late round that helped you win a championship. We're not talking waiver wire here. You didn't get him off waivers. You actually drafted him. In the later rounds, let's go with, like, you know, rounds 9, 10, 11. Uh, Jake, who's your guy? My guy was right on the cusp of that. You might have had to take him in the eighth round. 
but he was in the running back dead zone. He was this player that's just like, here's a bunch of dudes. I'm going to pivot and take this wide receiver instead. That's the kind of range of running back we're talking about. And his name is James Conner. And the dude absolutely crushed it. Where do I know him from? Oh, right. He used to be a Steeler, now with the Cardinals. Finished RB8 overall. Now, I, I have to cop to this. Midway through the season... I, dra- I had drafted him because I preferred him to Edmonds just at cost, you know, because Edmonds was going much earlier. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait and take Connor. I was that guy. But I won't pat myself on the back too much because halfway through the season, I was like, he can't keep up this rate. Everything he's doing is dependent on him scoring touchdowns, and he simply can't keep doing it. But he simply kept doing <laughs> it. He scored 16 total touchdowns. Now, it did account for 42% of his overall fantasy points, which is outrageous. But it doesn't matter because you get those points no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's from touchdowns or from other things. Um, Now, he definitely did benefit from the Chase Edmonds injury. So when uh, Edmonds was out, of course, is when he, like, boomed for you. He averaged 22 points per game during that span. Just 14 points per game while Edmonds was in there. Still amazing. And at where you got him at the draft, he basically overshot every other running back, except for seven, because he was eighth. So I call that uh, pretty solid for that draft capital. No, he was fantastic. And the thing with James Conner was, it was easy to see that he was going to have the goal line role, but you didn't think to that extent that he would be just you know, scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. I also think Kyler Murray's injury helped him as well because, you know, Murray wasn't there to steal those touchdowns either with his arm or his legs. Uh, I was proud of James Conner. Now he finally got a lot of workload and he got injured instantly. I mean, pretty much like he, they finally gave him like a ton of work in one game and it was a fabulous game. And then, you know, he missed the rest of the fantasy playoffs because he can't, he, that's why the Steelers had to move on. So no. everyone's making fun of the Steelers. It's like, well, that's the Steelers had really go. did not need to move on. That's a totally different subject. I mean, the the Cardinals are paying him uh, literally like cocoa puffs for yeah playing <laughs> for their roster. Like the Steelers could have given him that kind of money because like I wouldn't be like surprised. If, yeah, if Benny Snell is probably making that, and he's literally the worst running back in the NFL at this point. <laughs> that is besides the point. I don't Benny even Snell remember should have my been your turn anymore. I don't. I like. I'm so outraged. I think Connor returns oh, to the Steelers this offseason. I would love that. He is a <gasps> Pittsburgh boy, um, but I I think like he would be just the absolute perfect compliment to Najee. Save some of those touches on Najee, but like the way that you get James Connor to be his most productive self is to keep him healthy and is to limit the touches. Announcers drove me crazy watching him because they would pass on the ball and he'd make a nice catch. And they'd be like, where has this been his whole career? It's like, he made these catches in Pittsburgh. He was a fantastic <laughs> receiving running back. Shut up. But anyways, no, he was great. He was fantastic. Love him. Hopefully he doesn't get drafted too high because like you said, like those touchdowns are likely to come down. He didn't get a ton of volume, but still will be a nice late round draft pick next year, depending on where he goes. If um, he's still late and his draft capital didn't increase like crazy. And that's kind of the same thing with my guy. It's Leonard Fournette running back four on the year in points per game. Wild. Never thought I'd hear you called Leonard Fournette. My guy. 
Well, I, I meant my late round fantasy. I know, MVP. but just yeah. never thought we'd be here in this moment. Running back four. Absolutely wild. Uh, it, it's unfortunate he got hurt there, so he couldn't bring you home championships. But he got you there. He got you to the playoffs because you were drafting him late. No one trusted this guy. After he went off in the playoffs, Still, no, no one was like, no, nah, he's not going to be the guy. Like, If they are going to feed someone, it's going to be Ronald Jones, but likely they're going to split. And it's like... Fournette was that dude. After week three, he never scored. He scored fewer than 13 points once. One time. Like, that is consistency. He was so consistent. He had 1,266 scrimmage yards and 10 scrimmage touchdowns. And he didn't play in a couple games. Like, that's a really great season for a guy that we had we just kind of threw away and we were like, yeah, I guess we'll draft him late, but like, I don't really want him on my team. Like I felt that way. I I completely felt that way. And he is just, if you drafted him, you were likely in the playoffs because you stole a safe running back two all season long. You mean a running back one? Well, yeah, but you could put him into your RB two spot and get RB one points. And he was just like so consistent. I threw him away so hard, so uh, yeah, hard. Same. And I was like, him and Ronald Jones, I'm not touching either of you. You know what? Give me Gio Bernard in the last <laughs> round because I'm such a smart fantasy football player. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, like if Fournette, and I think one of you posted this on Twitter, if I don't, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, like Fournette, if he gets re-signed by the Bucks and comes back next year, now all of a sudden, like if he's sitting there in round four, I'm all about that. I don't think he will be, though. So that's the thing. People, they already said in best balls he's going in, like, late round two. That's a little mm. early for me. Best ball leagues I, are open right now for 2022? Yes, yes. Shut up. Yes, they are. So go to Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> Promo it, code bald left. If you're, oh, my God. If you're already missing, this is perfect time to advertise that. If you're already missing fantasy football, you can go draft best ball leagues. You don't have to set a lineup next year. Just go draft right now. You get great value from players. It's pretty awesome. Jalen Hurts is going as a quarterback 12. Like, get out of here. But that's on Underdog Fantasy. You can download the app. Promo use code promo code. Ball blast. Thanks for inter- interrupting me there. Ball blast. Okay. <laughs> Kate, who's your uh, late round fantasy MVP? Ball blast. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle, who like wasn't drafted like super super late, but I think he was. Uh, he was drafted pretty late. He was drafted as the wide receiver 44, but I think he hit that like seventh eighth round cusp. And I know you said. 8th, 9th, 10th. I made up that line right now while we're talking. That's not really fair to you guys. It has no merit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm never going to listen to you again. Uh, Jalen Waddle was like the most studly wide receiver in PPR formats. And like throughout the season, I I recycled this joke many times on Twitter. It's like uh, Jalen Waddle is going to be like a top 10 wide receiver this week with like 20 yards just because he has so many receptions. But, I mean, he really, like, he came on very strongly. uh, Yeah, very strongly at the second half of the season, as did Tua. um, Just the Miami Dolphins in general, they were off to a horrendous start, and uh, they were, like, resurging AF. Uh, But ranked 10th in targets, 7th in receptions. Um, He was a wide receiver 1 or 2 in 54% of his games played as a rookie he was just really safe, um, and he had plenty of upside to go with it. Like, Jalen Waddell is a guy that I think, you know, maybe you can capitalize on with all the narrative around 
Jamar Chase, like you should be going to buy Jalen Waddle because uh, he's just as not just as exciting a prospect, but um, I think we saw a really uh, nice repertoire from him and his skill set, what he can do after the catch. I love Big him. word. Big word. Now, Jalen Waddle, uh, I did have him ranked like as a top three wide receiver in this draft class. I really liked him, but the way the Dolphins were using him in the beginning of the year, it made me nervous, but then he just like, he really shined at the end of the year. So I trust him moving forward. I don't trust Tua. I really just don't. He reminds me so much of a Derek Carr. Like he's going to disappoint wow. you. Where it's just like, he's never going to take that leap. Like take the leap, take it. Or like, you know, so that worries me a little bit, but we've seen Derek Carr I like, to support some wide receivers, so it should be fun. But I like that even with Tua, even if Tua doesn't really progress, it's like we saw with Waddle, it wasn't even like this absurd great route running. It's just like, I don't know, Tua, like go out like, you're like, Waddle, go out five yards. Let Tua just kind of hawk it to you. And then yeah. you figure it out from there. And he figured it out every time. So it was great. He doesn't have to be like a pristine route runner or a supreme deep threat like Jamar Chase. And I'm still, you know, he's like the new Jarvis Landry. And I'm super cool with that. Yeah. and But he has so much more potential than that is a thing. He could be yeah. a fantastic deep threat. You can use him intermediate. You can use him all over the field. He can be an absolute stud in this league. And my only worry is that two is going to hold him back. And because he only had more than 100 yards in one game this year. Like, he's too good for that. He really but- is. The encouraging thing, I mean, put Jalen Waddle on the Bengals with Joe Burrow, and he would have had he wouldn't have had the same. I think Jamar Chase is an exceptional talent. He was my favorite in this class by far. I think he's a true stud. But put Jalen Waddle in that role, and he's going to have a lot more boom games than he did on the Dolphins with Tua. But the volume, like I, I can't understate the volume enough. I feel like nobody's talking enough about the target share that he got because he had. 10 or more targets in seven games. He's like Deontay Johnson. Doesn't that, yeah, like, but doesn't that worry you a little bit? Because they didn't have Parker for most of the year. They don't have anyone else. They don't have no, a running back. No, because we, we just saw uh, Devontae Parker go a, an entire game without a target. Like, he is not the focal point of that offense. Jalen Waddle is and like the I, I like Waddle. I'm not one. trying to – Pop off. I'm not trying to poop on his – parade here i'm just worried that he's going to be drafted in the top two rounds next year because people no, love him he is not i think he will no, he how high not. do you think he's gonna go jay because i think round he, four I, I bet i think he's a top three yeah round pick. i wouldn't be taking him i wouldn't be taking him in the second round certainly if he goes there i think i think it will be closer to like the three four range there and that uh, i don't know it might still be too high for me honestly if it is three and four but i can't see him going in the in the second and if he does i am staying away yeah, I yeah, just people love them some Jalen Waddle, as do I. But I'm worried that's going to make his draft price just scary high, scary high. We'll see. We'll talk about him. I'm sure plenty more throughout the off season. All of these second year guys, they're always the top of conversation, right? Like, are they going to keep continuing their greatness or break out? So we'll be talking about Waddle a ton. Let's move on to the waiver wire steal of the year. You use that fab on them or you use your priority pickup or you just got lucky, you know, whatever it might be. But Jake, who is your guy that was the best steal of the year on the waiver wire? 
There is a couple names that flashed right up front, uh, but I appreciate both of you leaving me the opportunity to talk about this guy because I cannot talk about him enough. His name is Cordero Patterson. Ooh. He plays every position for the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> essentially. And what was so beautiful about him, if you scooped him up off of waivers, or maybe you're going to lie to me and tell me that you drafted him in the last round or something, which I know you didn't. You picked him off of waivers like everybody else did. But you got, if your league settings allowed it, you got the running back. Hold on. Let me scroll here. You got the running back eight, or you got, oh, excuse me, running back seven, or you got the wide receiver 14. If your league settings didn't let you use him as a running back, cool, fine, whatever. You still got a solid wide receiver two every week, so I don't feel bad for you. Uh, But it really was in a year where running backs, of course, were just awful. It was just awful for running backs. Like The injury started so early, and it felt like we couldn't dig out of that fucking ditch (laughs) sorry to curse like you just couldn't dig out of the running back situation this year and here's this gem that was presented to you if you were quick enough to snatch him up and he was getting hammered with targets he was barely used as a running back but when he was he was used in the goal line which is what you want because then you get that sweet spot it's like a james connor type of thing you get the goal line touches, but now you're also adding all of these targets on top of it. It was just amazing. Um, I said about week four or so on a different podcast that uh, you just keep starting Cordero Patterson until he finally disappoints you. And he didn't disappoint you until the fantasy playoffs, which sucks. And I, I don't want to take away from what he did the rest of the season, He really screwed you in the fantasy playoffs, unfortunately. So hopefully you had other options to pivot to, which you likely did at that point. Um, I don't know what to think of him next year, but I will always cherish the memories that he gave me for this year because he really helped me out in some leagues. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to touch him next year, but... I, and I also didn't want to touch him on waivers this year, so I'm I'm the fool there. Uh, I don't know if it was you, but we were in the ball blast. No, it was Matt Okada, uh, another ball blast fellow. We were in the ball blast league, and he picked up Patterson. I kind of made a joke at him. like He spent a ton of money. So like if you play in fab leagues where you have to budget your money and pick up waivers, he spent like $60 of his 100 So I made fun of him, and then I looked like the fool. Pretty fast after You're that. A fool. I'm a fool. Uh, no, but I left you Patterson there. I knew like I, I knew you really liked him, so I didn't want to steal your dude. And how like I can't be talking up the waiver wire steal of the year when I made fun of it. So I was like, I can't take Patterson because I made fun of him. But no, he would have been disingenuous. If we're going to talk about the top guy on the waivers that you could have taken, it's him. I mean, easily. I'm gonna go with another guy, Daryl Williams, and it, it might be a little bit less, definitely less than Patterson, but. With running backs being so gross this year, I actually played Daryl Williams quite a lot. Like anytime CH was out or limited or a little bit, I played bit him as up, a flex play. Yeah, you can even when CH was in, like you could still play him as a flex play. But when CH was out, like you knew you had a pretty solid RB two, and he put up RB one numbers. Honestly, when Clyde Edwards-Helaire wasn't there, and any so he had seven games this year with ten plus carries. In those games, he averaged 19 fantasy points per game. Like He was actually a fantastic running back when he was the lead back. He was better than Clyde Edwards-Alaire was as the starter, that's for sure. 
I'm not saying that he couldn't. For some reason, they just won't feed Ch. We'll never know why. Uh, but maybe it's because maybe he can't he's stay not healthy. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but Daryl Williams was a solid pickup to have on your. I, I picked him up early, played him when I could, and then he stayed on my bench because I was like. He's really, really good when he gets the chance. And then as soon as CH went out again, got to plug him right back in for a while. Won me a championship here in week 17 with two touchdowns. Great pickup. Great pickup this year. Kate, who's your guy? Um, so I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro, the little guy with the really nice airline. <laughs> um, love him. He's been just like such a solid just NFL player. He's been really fun to watch. Um, like as a route runner, um, he's just, he's been fantastic. The, the broadcasters are just literally obsessed with talking about this little route that Hunter Renfro apparently came up with in practice. And you've seen it, him do it all season long. And feels like every time he does this little, it's like an in and out, in and out. And then he always breaks and he always scores a touchdown. Um, he had five top 12 weeks this season. He was a wide receiver one, 12 or five times. That's insane. Eight top 24 weeks. I mean, he just was such a, a volume-based play, but just had a really safe floor. And he really was one of these assets that carried you into the fantasy playoffs. Maybe didn't uh, totally shine in that, but he finished as a top 12 wide receiver in PPR leagues. Uh, ranked seventh among wide receivers in targets. Uh, 16th in receiving yards, like maybe not overly efficient, but he did the dang thing and you got him on waivers. And unlike Cordero Patterson, I don't think anybody really spent up for Hunter Renfro. Like you didn't have to spend fab for Hunter Renfro. Like you may have had to do for some of these other running backs. You had to be early. You had to believe in him, pick him up when he had his first good game. Because, you know, he had his first good game. You're like, okay, sure. But it's Hunter Renfro. (laughs) Okay, Hunter. You had had a good game. Sure, Jan. That's your one good game of the year. But (laughs) you had to to trust him, and he, he did really well. So Hunter Renfro was a great pickup. I totally agree with you there. But we're going to move into our 2022 Fool's Gold Award. So that's talking about guys that had really nice seasons this year. That's going to, you know, fool you. And you're going to draft them too high next year. So we're going to each pick a guy that we think, you know, yes, they had a really nice year this year. We'll admit that. But next year, we don't see it happening. And I'm going to start here before I let Jake talk because my guy is Hunter Runfro. Oh, I listen. Fantastic waiver wire pickup. Fantastic fantasy player in 2021. (laughs) <laughs> but I think that's going to make people draft him too early. Now, he still has that, you know, he's still Hunter Runfro, so he's not going to go too early. Like, I feel like fantasy players are pretty smart, but I still think he's going to go in, like, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh. Like, he's still going to go in those early middle rounds. And I'm not – I don't really care to take him there. He, Yes, he was the wide receiver 11 this season, but that's with no Darren Waller. That's with no Henry Ruggs once he left. And they had really no one else to pass to. Renfro did not hit 80 receiving yards until week 12. So we're talking about after Waller was gone, after Ruggs was gone. And then he started getting utilized a lot in that offense. But 
Who knows if that's going to happen next year when you get Waller back. He is your wide receiver one. They're going to have to sign some free agents. Maybe they draft someone because Ruggs isn't going to come back. They're going to have to refill that wide receiver room. And I still think Renfro is going like is a really good wide receiver, but he's not going to be targeted in that same way. We don't even know if Derek Carr is going to be back, honestly, because – there's zero dead cap for him next year. He is under contract for one more season, but they can cut him for free. They can trade him for get, get something for him and they lose no money out of that. And if Carr has gone, like we have no idea what Renfro is going to be. So I, I'm not drafting him anything, but you know, ninth, 10th, 11th round. And I don't think he's going to last that long. Does he seem a little bit, maybe, Remember Chris Hogan had his first really big year oh, with the Patriots, exactly. and then the following year he got drafted super high. Is that the type of Kate deal here? loved Chris Hogan. She loved Me him. too. I took him in like the fifth round or something absurd after his semi-breakout, and it did not go well. If I remember correctly, in a keeper league. I know, I know. I traded for him. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but you loved Chris Hogan, okay? Uh, maybe that was the plan <laughs> i traded away julio drones for chris hogan and um who is that Dion lewis <laughs> oh no oh no cut you that cut that cut that cut that rounder. don't talk about that why on do people listen to me don't listen to me you also got a second round pick and it's a keeper league so like essentially a second round sure. pick is like a a fourth round pick in a normal oh league oh my god Michelle just turned beat red. Yeah. All right. Kate or Jake. Good times with Chris Hogan. Jake, who's your fool's gold for 2022? Chris Hogan. Well, mine, I'm, yeah, Chris Hogan, don't draft him next year. You heard it here first. Zero out of 10. Uh, I I recommend. (laughs) I I could end up being the fool after next year, but I'm pretty firm that I'm not going to draft Elijah Mitchell. So I considered actually making him my waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, obviously, I wanted Cordero to get that shine more. And also, I just really wanted to talk about the fact that Elijah Mitchell, for me, feels like a trap. So we all get enticed with Kyle Shanahan and whatever his running back du jour ends up. And of course, while he was healthy, that was Elijah Mitchell. And great. I'm happy that he won people games and weeks and maybe a championship. Um, and that fab was worth it this year. But the thing is, every time this happens with the Niners running back, they get drafted really high the following year. He has too much working against him right now for me to do that. So there's already the constant rotation there, and that next man up philosophy in San Francisco is hard. Like anybody who gets injured is just like, screw it, let's throw in that guy. And you know what? That guy always ends up doing just as well as whoever they'd plugged in before. We saw Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, and it didn't matter who it was. The system's great. Elijah Mitchell could be great, but he's also dealing with competition for rushes from the wide receivers. And now from the quarterback next year, who's going to be Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo's days have to be over there. It has to now be Trey Lance. And so the rushing opportunities are going to be even more limited than they were this year. And he already didn't get many targets to, like, justify if he cuts down on that part of the game. It's not like he's going to get peppered with targets because he averaged two targets per game. He had four of his ten games with absolutely no receiving work whatsoever. 
And I don't think that improves next year. I think it actually gets worse with Trey Lance. So I've been down the road with San Fran running backs too often to get hornswoggled again by this <laughs> young Elijah Mitchell fella. So I won't let it happen. Yeah, that's fair. I do think Elijah Mitchell will still be the lead back next year. I think they'll try it. But we saw with Elijah Mitchell, just like Raheem Mostert, he can't stay healthy. I mean, he's a little dude, mm. too. They like their little guys that are speedsters, but they can't stay healthy when they feed them. So there's no reason to believe that Mitchell's going to stay any healthier than Raheem Mostert will. Of course, like all of these guys we're talking about, like let's see what the price is on them come draft, you know, draft season. But, yeah, if he's... If he's an early one, he's just too risky. So I totally agree with you there. Kate, who's your fool's gold this season? All right, I, next season? I didn't even put this on the on the show sheet because I wanted to surprise you, Jakey boy. I'm going with Cordero oh. Patterson. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, no! I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be an honest Lame. play. Lame. Boo. Boo. I still don't like I don't like him being in this segment. <laughs> I mean, I like it has to be said though cuz I want to know really like realistically how confident are you in Cordero Patterson's breakout? He had a fantastic season. Um but it took him a while to get there and we're all about those early breakout ages, you know, and dynasty and it's so He's funny. He's going to be though. 31 years old. Yeah, I know. Next season. Like um, I'm completely out. He's a free agent. The, the Falcons had absolutely nobody but him. But, okay. I so, am out. Yeah. Well, he Kyle was, Pitts, but besides that, no one else. He was drafted in 2013, folks, and he broke out in 2021. He literally broke out in a different decade than he was drafted, and it's not, like, close. Uh, just, uh, like, Cordell Patterson, I, I like him. I was very happy to see his success, uh, his ability to score touchdowns this season. But it's not like he was overly efficient as a running back. He had 4.1 yards per rushing attempt. Um, and a lot of like his huge upside was kind of dependent on that usage in the passing game. Uh, in those games where he saw uh, at least like four or more targets, uh, averaged 19.8 PPR points per game. Um, outside of that, averaged just 10. And that's like just this season. When we're extrapolating that over his career, uh, in any game where he has fewer than five targets, he's averaging right around four PPR points per game. I he needs targets. Yeah. He needs all of this. And he's on a one-year deal in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know that he necessarily did enough to earn himself uh, another contract there. I think you could just uh, no. say his name and people are like, yeah, he's full school. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if you need that much evidence to back it up. I don't know how many people are really trusting in him next year. But here's the thing about that. If they are all treating him as such, and they all consider him to be fool's gold, and I'm allowed to get him at the end of my draft, and he has RB eligibility, and because Matt Ryan is probably sticking around due to his contract, which is massive next year, like if they decide to just bring him back for another year, I might tinker with it yeah. if that's the situation. A perfect storm. If he's still with Atlanta... <laughs> If he's still with Atlanta and they don't, you know, draft a running back or whatnot, then, yeah, I'll take him late. But if anyone's getting cute and thinking he's going to do what he did this year, I'm, I'm not getting close to that draft cost. 
All right. Now let's get in to our 2022 breakouts. So guys this year that, you know, maybe we thought could have a big season. They're young. They didn't do it yet, but they showed us some sparks and who's going to break out next season. All right, Jake, let's start with you. Who's your 2022 breakout? This is a guy. Here's a guy that people thought was maybe going to break out this year. It didn't happen for him this year. And so I, instead of being the person who's a year too early, I'm going to be the person who's right on time. Uh, I'm the Goldilocks in this scenario by calling Darnell Mooney's 2022 breakout. So beautiful. So anybody who watched Darnell Mooney play this year knows he was the antithesis of Alan Robin. We already talked about that. This is basically the only person who was trying to help Justin Fields while he was out there on the field. And Justin Fields struggled a lot, obviously. We all know this. If we saw him play, we know how bad things were, especially in the early part of the season. If we throw out Justin Fields' very first start, and that's the only game that I'm throwing out here because it was it was absurdly bad. <laughs> I've never seen something quite so bad with my own eyes before. <laughs> but if we throw away just that one game, Mooney averaged 13.8 points per game with Justin Fields the rest of the way. That would have put him at wide receiver 26 on the year. That's already really good. And if you equate the fact that he was tied for 15th in the league in targets, and now we can go next year, well, we saw the growth already from Justin Fields. That should only get better. And fingers crossed that Matt Nagy is gone and the bane of our existence is away from Justin Fields, away from Darnell Mooney. The quality of those targets is going to improve pretty drastically. The play calling is going to improve pretty drastically. It almost has to by default. So I am ready to call a sort of prime Tyler Lockett year for Darnell Mooney next year. So I'm not saying it's going to be pretty the entire way. And I'm not saying it's going to be consistent the entire way. But you are going to be gifted these beautiful boom weeks and with a lot more regularity than we saw this year. Yeah, I mean... The thing with Arnold Mooney is you watch him and you're like, this dude is talented. And then he just disappears. But it's not even like he's disappearing. It's just, I don't know, there's something with the team. And you would have thought this year with Allen Robinson not showing up or not being there for multiple games and you know, there really being no one else. Like he should have, like you see Amon Ross St. Brown just destroy it at the end of the year with the Lions, with Tim Boyle. Like you can't always... <laughs> Blame it on the quarterback because it's like you see some wide receivers do it with backups. Tim Boyle, like, come on. If he could do it with him. And I'm not even a Mon Raw St. Brown fan. Like, I'm really not. Coming out of college this past year, I was like, eh, he just looks okay to me. And I still think he's just an okay wide receiver. I think he just benefited from a ton of volume. But you would have thought you would have got that from Darnell Mooney. And it wasn't there. But you see the talent, and that's what's so frustrating. You see the talent, and I think if there was a merger of at least mediocre play calling with mediocre quarterback talent, then we would have seen better than what we got from him this year. And it was just it was too many things pressed against him at once. If we can alleviate one of the symptoms, just one <laughs> of the symptoms, I really do believe that that's what's on tap. But even if he ends up being a wide receiver 26 next year, like I'm totally cool with that because you're going to get him still, I think, at a pretty good discount yeah. in drafts next year. Like he's going to be, you know, certainly multiple rounds beyond Tyler Lockett, and I would much rather have him than Lockett. Okay. Oh, and I think uh, like the fact that everybody was so hyped, he's 
kind of the definition of post-hype sleeper uh, in that, like... It's like Mark Andrews this year. Everyone was so high on him last year that they all kind of, like, were like, oh, we give up on him. And then he had a massive year that he should have had the year before. Way to toot your own horn. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Mark <laughs> Andrews a little bit. My guy's Elijah Moore. Now, maybe I was a little too confident in him coming into this season. His whole situation was kind of crap. And, you know, we knew that, though, right? It's not like, oh, wow, we're surprised it turned into crap. It's like, no, people didn't want to draft him because they knew his situation was crap, and I just kind of ignored it. But dude was a baller there for a few weeks. Like, take Zach Wilson out of the game, and then also he got playing time, right? For most of the first half of the season, they weren't playing him enough for some odd reason. He's by far your most talented offensive piece. And they just weren't putting him into the game enough. They finally started putting him in the game for 60, 70, 80% of the time it got up to there. And he was killing it. And he even had a good game with Zach Wilson as well. So he did it with Josh Johnson. He did it with Zach Wilson, who had a really bad rookie season. He did it with Mike White. Like you could see the talent there so, so much. So I, I'm excited for what he can do in a second season. It sucks he went on IR and we didn't get to see the ending of his rookie season, but it almost might be a good thing because he's going to be cheap now. Like people didn't get to see it for a long term, so they're still going to be nervous. So he's still going to be a later draft cost. Like I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be drafted earlier than Elijah Moore because people were able to see it at the end of the year as you couldn't see Elijah Moore. And I would much rather Moore than St. Brown next season. I'm going to just go through. So... Elijah Moore barely got to play, was with terrible quarterbacks. He scored over 20 fantasy points in three games. Doesn't sound like a lot, but there's actually not a lot of rookie wide receivers who have done that. The, so I'm going to go through this list of names just since 2015, so the last uh, seven NFL seasons of guys that had three-plus games of 20-plus fantasy points. It was, it's a kind of a long list, so bear with me here. Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, Michael Thomas, Juju, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool, and Brandon Ayuk. It's like, there's it's no amazing one. Amazing company. Yeah, I'm not leaving anyone out. And yeah, Ayuk and Chase Claypool kind of had disappointing second seasons, but like everyone on that list is fantasy relevant. Guys that you want on your fantasy teams. And I, I think, like, he's going to be that same kind of guy in the second season. The ones I left off from 2021, the rookies this year, it was Elijah Moore, obviously, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Amon Ross St. Brown. So a guy to kind of keep your eye on. It's hard for me. I, I kind of am being biased here because I don't I, I don't believe in his talent. So I'm using the same things I could be using against Elijah Moore. You know, he was the only target, blah, blah, blah. But something to keep an eye on. Hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, something to keep an eye on there. But Elijah Moore, I love him for next season. I honestly think this injury is just going to make him so affordable. He will be on every single one of my teams. Yeah, I think that's I a, dig it. a pretty, good, uh, pretty good one. I almost went with another jet here. And I was like, we can't spend too much of this <laughs> podcast talking about the New York Jets because that would just be a disservice to the public. Uh, I almost went with Michael Carter, but I, I like that Elijah Moore pick. Um, for my guy, I'm going to go with a guy who kind of already broke out, but we've been calling this breakup for the last <laughs> like five years, so I'm going to own it again. Rashad Penny, welcome 
on down. Uh, you are the father of all of these defenders. <laughs> you are the father. You are the father, Rashad Penny. Uh, he is the father of all of you defenders because um, he is uh, really good. Hashtag good at football. In games where Rashad Penny is at 12 or more carries, uh, this is just six total games. So six game sample size. He has never had fewer than 100 scrimmage yards. He has scored one or more touchdown in every single game. He has averaged 7.6 yards per rushing attempt, 23 and a half fantasy points per game. Hey, Zeus, what is, like, the issue for him has not been talent or production. It has been uh, getting opportunity. Like, Chris Carson, they he was... Well, it's uh, been staying healthy. It, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Chris Carson, he's been more available. Um, Rashad Penny suffered a brutal knee injury. That Like, he's just never had this perfect storm. But, I mean, God, he has been so good anytime he's actually gotten to see opportunity on the field. He ranked 50th in rushing attempts among all running backs. He ranked 8th in most yards or most runs of 15 or more yards. He just absolutely crushed the explosive metrics that you want him to crush in this season. I think he's going to do that. Michelle, you brought up, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if this was on this podcast or earlier before we were recording, but the the 2022 running back class, the free agency class. Garbage. Garbaggio. Garbaggio. Rashad Penny like actually could have a realistic shot of starting somewhere and getting the bulk of touches. I, I don't know how Seattle doesn't just keep him, honestly. I don't know who else, unless Chris Carson's fully recovered from his neck injury and you want to go with him, but... Chris Carson, before his injury, was looking fine, but not like Penny. They tried Alex Collins out. They tried to feed him. He didn't, wasn't doing anything. And then you you drafted this guy in the first round. He finally is healthy enough to play, and he falls out. Like It's almost like you have to – he's not going to be expensive either. Like He's not going to get this massive contract anywhere. You'll be able to give him an affordable contract. I love Penny. I just, I really do. He's so good. I'm so happy for him. This will be his first season that he really has that he gets to just focus on getting better instead of focusing on an injury. And that's awesome for him. I'm happy. Are you that happy, is neat. Jake? That's pretty neat for him. Well, I'm also sad because I love Chris Carson so, so much. Yes. I've talked about it. But, you know, I think it does make more sense for them to move on from Carson as well and just let Rashad Penny be that guy. And so if he stays in Seattle, Penny does, and he is anointed the guy there, because we know that traditionally they just want the one guy to lead everything, then I'm super confident that he will be of value next year. Yeah, it just all comes down to can he stay healthy? And that is worrisome. But I think his draft costs should not be that high because people are so worried about how many times, you know, he got injured. So I think you're going to get him at a reasonable price. Let's see where he goes in the offseason. But I'm excited to follow him this offseason and see what happens. He might be in my top 15 running backs next this offseason. We don't know. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. All right, that's it for our, our awards. But before, you know, we close out this show, we actually have another segment I want to go through. And it's going through our old fantasy takes from this past offseason. You know, to kind of laugh at ourselves for some bad ones, give us a pat on the back for the good ones. 
Um, but there, there are some funny ones. Jake, for some reason, you just made a lot of takes about random, <laughs> random takes on guys that like, I don't know why we Hey, but some of them, them sound really, really smart in hindsight <laughs> if you don't factor in the context yes. of it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're funny. So let's go through some of these that we talked about in the off season. So first off, let's go through our fantasy debates because those were fun. We did a fantasy debate show or just sometimes we'd randomly debate and uh, kind of put up some drinks on it. So we'll take a drink anytime, you know, we lost. The first one, you know I had to put this in there. Mark Andrews, my dude, versus Kate's dude, TJ Hawkinson. I destroyed you. Destroyed (laughs) you. Uh, Mark Andrews, tight end one this year. Best value in the draft by far. Um, Are you saying at any position or? Oh, no, just at at tight end. Sorry, just at tight end. Okay, don't It could be at any position. Well, I just like eh, I wouldn't go quite that far, but he was he was up there. Yeah, Devo Samuel wins that one probably for any position. That's fine. I just want you to Fair. be clear. All right, take your drink because you lost. Mark Andrews destroyed your stupid TJ Hawkinson, and after the first week, you laughed in my face when he had like 15 targets, and then he never did anything else. So I mean, I'm laughing in your I was gonna say week three. I still thought that it was Hawkinson. Yeah, week yeah. one and two were amazing. Uh, he was a tight end one in 58% of his oh, games no. this season. Because <laughs> you can catch one ball and be tight end one, so get over it. <laughs> I was probably tight end one at least five seasons. I was a tight end one in at least 58% when of my I games Taco this Bell, year. Come on. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. When I have at least one taco in me, I I definitely score uh, 10 or more fans. Uh, really? Because when I eat Taco Bell, I am a loose end. Let me tell you. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It gets the fantasy turd award for that joke. Yeah. I, I'm going to lose this next one. Jake and I had a debate. I thought I had this easy. I thought it was the easiest debate of all time. Debo Samuel, Jake had. I had Brandon Ayuk. I was so confident. I was so confident. Uh, Debo destroyed Ayuk this year. So I will take a drink of that. You were so confident that you traded him to me in our Dynasty League for a pittance. I gave up a first-round pick. You gave me Debo in a second because you're like, screw it. He's nothing. He's nothing. And the second was like a And I came on the podcast and made fun of you for doing that trade. (laughs) I hate myself. Who's laughing now? My how the turntables. Yeah. (laughs) We both didn't go very far in the playoffs, so it's fine. No. (laughs) It did not help my team. (laughs) Uh, next debate, uh, Kate and I, I had Jalen Hurts, she had Dak Prescott. They actually ended up back to back, but I say, well, Jalen Hurts ended ahead of Dak, so I went either way, you have to drink. But (laughs) my main debate was saying he's so much less expensive than Dak and that they are going to score similar because I liked Dak, um, and they did. So I think you should drink again because I was so right on that debate. I actually... Drink again. Oh my, I will drink again. Thank you. No one wants to hear you vote. <laughs> um, but I I actually wanted to give you a shout out, Michelle, because um, I actually think that Jalen Hurts was like the much more clutch quarterback for fantasy. Prescott was solid. Like, had some like really fantastic games. He was a quarterback one in se- uh, 67% of his games. That's the majority of a season, but those tough games all came in critical weeks. Like, 
every time he had a down game, it was like a must situation for fantasy players. Like he knew, he knew four of his five games as a QB two or worse came in week 11 and beyond. That is like Mm. the most critical time for your fantasy league. So like shout out Jalen hurts. Uh, Cheers to you, Mrs. Robinson. I love Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I hope he just I hope he comes out in the playoffs and wins a game. Let's go. Can we just talk about how lovely the letter he wrote to Washington? It was. It was, was uh, if you guys so don't professional. know professional. Yeah, if you guys don't know what letter I'm talking about, I don't know if you anybody saw the footage of uh the Washington just entire stadium collapsing yeah almost down to Jalen Hurts. <laughs> almost down to Jalen Hurts. Like eleven fans I think fell into the tunnel. Because the gate just collapsed and almost fell on Jalen Hurts. He was a good sport about it, but he wrote this very professional letter to Washington and just kind of said, like, hey, y'all, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing to fix it? I would have been so much snarkier if I had written that letter. Like, I wouldn't have been able to contain the snark, but he, nope, he kept it all at bay. So kudos to you, Jalen. He was the peak of professionalism. And then our last debate that I could find, I'm sure we had many more, but it was hard to go through all these notes. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Kate had versus Aaron Jones for you, Jake. They ended up pretty much the same player this year. Except that Zeke had more fantasy points. So So drink. Zeke ended up higher, so Jake has to drink. But I feel like they were exactly the same. Where you drafted them pretty high. They were fine. You weren't upset, but you weren't happy. You know? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. We really, this was a useless debate, honestly. Neither of them were like what we wanted them to be. Uh, But they were fine. 100%. 100%. And then we got to get into our ballsy takes from the summer because. Are we going to trash me first or who are we going to trash first? <laughs> Ooh, let's trash Kate first because <laughs> what's funny is we put a lot of work into these ballsy takes of the week, right? So, so much you work. put like a lot of work into it and you really feel it. And some of them, and we had some really good ones. You, Kate, you had some really good ones, but this first one is just hilarious. And we're going to get it started with that. One of your ballsy takes from the year was Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, at the time, Jake and I were looking at each other like, what the hell is this girl doing? Uh, but Jared Goff will be a top 12 quarterback in 2021. Whoopsies. Uh, you need a really big gulp there for that one. He ended as the quarterback 25. Not very many usable games. If you randomly start, If I recall. Game, yeah. If I recall, the impetus for this was garbage time, right? It's yes. a terrible team. Yes. Probably going to get a, a ton of points scored on them. And so by default, fourth quarter, Jared Goff is going to be like a fantasy savior, right? Yes, that was that was precisely the point. Um, and like, I'm just going to say through week four, oh, it was like, okay. Through week four. Through week four. He Him and Hawkinson, those first three weeks, yes. man. Oh, it was man. amazing. You were feeling really good about Freaking- yourself. Oh, yeah, he was uh, averaging 22.6 PPR points per, PPR, uh, points per game uh, in weeks one through four. Uh, was a quarterback one in three of those outings. So leave, us, leave me and Jared alone. Well, Kate, then you had, you had some good ones. You said Joe Burrow will be a top five fantasy quarterback. He ended as the quarterback five. Yes. Kind of the opposite Boom. there with Goff. The beginning of the season looked a little shaky. But then he just ended it with dominance. I had the meat sweats for, let's just say, weeks one through five (laughs) and uh, beyond. But weeks one through five, he didn't have a single quarterback one performance. And then he finished the year uh, just absolutely dominating. Dominating. 
averaging 24 points per game in uh, week the six last, through eight. Yeah, Damn. that's just a absolute yeah. dominance. And then you had Najee Harris as the top eight running back in 2021. Now people might be saying, well, that was a weak take, but this was early, early on in the offseason when people weren't saying that yet. And he ended up as the running back three, killed that one. And then your last take was Chase Edmonds is a top 15 running back in 2021 in PPR scoring formats. You didn't hit that one, even in points per game, but he still was a pretty solid uh, RB two flex play for many weeks. So went on the field. I won't. I, I I won't say that's a bad take. It, it was wrong, but it wasn't a bad take. Now your Jared Goff one was embarrassing. I still haven't seen you drink for it. So drink, <laughs> Jake. Let's get into yours. I mean, yours weren't even. Do we have to? Yours weren't even bad. They're just random. <laughs> Like well, a lot of them, uh, let me let me point out initially. So I, I know there's one on here that's not like really for the balls you take part, but it was something that I said at one of the episodes. But there's one that's not on here, which was about Ryan Fitzpatrick, because I believed in Ryan Fitzpatrick so much coming into the season, <laughs> and we never got to see it. We saw like four snaps, and then he snapped something in himself, oh. and then he was out for the rest of the year. Uh, but I just want to preference that a lot of this is injury-based. Yeah, and I did not include the Ryan Fitzpatrick one because I already pulled up the Chris Carson one, and I was like, man, this is a lot of injuries. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we didn't get to see. You said he would be a top 12 quarterback, I believe. It's like you you didn't get to see him play whatsoever, so that one's not really fair. And this one's not fair either. Chris Carson will finish as a top 10 running back and be the best fantasy running back in the NFC. I mean, he, he he got hurt, right? But even before that, it wasn't looking like this was going to be a good take anyways. So. James Conner said, no. Yeah. So drink, <laughs> drink, Jakey. Uh, Fine. That one. But we'll give you credit for this next one because when I looked at it, I was shocked at his actual ending. Brandon Cooks, you said Brandon Cooks will finish as a top 15 wide receiver in 2021 regardless of who he plays or where he plays and who his quarterback is. He ended as a wide receiver 16. That's nuts. And he had Davis Mills Ooh. as his quarterback for almost Davis freaking Mills. So, like, you were off by one, but that was a fantastic call there because you said regardless of who his quarterback is, but I'm pretty sure if we knew it was Davis Mills. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have taken it back immediately. But, I mean, Davis Mills has actually played better than – Dare I say it? Trevor Trevor Lawrence? Like, I... Yeah. I mean, come on. Now, you had a really random take. At the time, we did love Jared Cook, so I'll give it to you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Jared Cook outscores Logan Thomas, which, like... Okay, I said it, though, because... It wasn't about Jared Cook as much as it was about Logan Thomas. I was afraid people were going to draft him way too high, which they were, to be fair. Like, he was, like, still a top six or seven tight end, and I was like, no, thank you. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, technically you lost because Thomas scored more fantasy points per game than Jared Cook, mm-hmm. but both were mm-hmm. pretty much pointless um, all season long. So, yeah, you just you drink for Inconsequential that at best. This one was maybe your worst take because we had a <laughs> real, real – you said there is no James Robinson in this year's rookie class. Are you willing to admit that Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell was the James Robinson? To be fair <laughs> – Elijah Mitchell finished drafted. worse uh, than James Robinson okay. did last year. Drafted. So, okay. Um, but no, I mean, honestly, I did think of this 
that name when I saw this on here. So I will say it's at least a have C. He's yeah, basically I, James I, I, I shouldn't say that was a bad take because honestly, there was no one that there was a lot of undrafted guys where everyone was like, "Ooh, this is the next James Robinson." It was like it was the guy in Miami. It was the guy in Atlanta. It was like everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. did, what was his name? Hawkins, whatever. I don't even know them because Javian Hawkins. Javian Hawkins was like yeah. everyone's favorite. So you're kind of right there. I think people actually knew Elijah Mitchell was talented. He was drafted. Like he didn't go in the mm-hmm. what, fifth or sixth round. So there he was this year's James Robinson, but a little bit different. And he didn't end as high as James Robinson. So I'll give you that, but still take a half drink. Half point. And then your last one was six pairs of wide receivers. So like six teammate duos will finish inside the top 24 wide receivers. I thought for some reason I pictured like the fruit. And I was like, why are we? We oh, six pairs. I, I, I would never eat that many pairs. <laughs> we did not get to six. We only got to four. Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and the Chargers. You probably would have get got there with the Vikings if Thielen didn't get hurt. But uh, so close. You still wouldn't got six. You would have got a fifth. Nope. So drink, that's right. Drink. Those pairs, that it was too many pairs. This, You're absolutely right, well, Kate. And I'm never going to eat a pear again after this. <laughs> if uh, Chase Claypool didn't suck, you would have easily got there with the uh, – If ifs and buts were candies yeah. and nuts. Um, then we'd all have to eat pears. We'll move on. <laughs> That's how that ends. We'll move on to mine. I was um, really, really um, high on Devontae Smith this offseason. How high are you? You sure how were, high? pal. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, I said he will be a wide receiver one in his rookie season. I even remembered on our makings of a wide receiver one. Like the No, not a. The wide receiver one. I said Smith actually had the opportunity to get there. Guys, when I was talking about him, I just mixed him up for Jamar Chase. That's obviously who I meant, all right? Honest mistake. Honest mistake. Typo. Uh, No, he was a wide receiver 30 this year. He had fine games. Like, you could play him sometimes, but definitely I was very, very wrong. Far too high. And it's clear that you were apparently high when you wrote this whole takeout. (laughs) It's like, what? No. I took a big sip for that one. I laughed so hard. And I remember when you wrote that in the show doc, I said, you can't say that on our podcast. Yeah. And then you did. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. She said it. She said it anyways. I said it. I did it. It didn't work out. We live and we learn. I still like a movie. He had a good rookie season. All right. I'm not disputing that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, this still wasn't a very good take. My next one, Aaron Rodgers will not be a top eight fantasy quarterback. He ended as a quarterback seven. He missed a game. So, listen, the first half of the season, Drank. his take was looking good. And then he balled out. Like, now might even be the MVP. So, this looks stupid. He definitely helped you win championships. Bad take by me. I will drink. My next two takes are good, though. But- like, I wasn't even suggesting, though, that this was like a lock as the Packers homer. So I don't feel like it was like an egregious take at the start. Uh, but he, he made us all look pretty stupid. Yeah. And I, I, I don't feel that bad. It's not like he was a quarterback one, he two, or three or something. Look he was the quarterback stupid. seven. So <laughs> it is what Touché. it is. And, you know, if you drafted Jalen Hurts, you're happy. So at least I gave you that, right? Uh, my next take, I love this one. Deontay Johnson will be a top 12 wide receiver in 2021, and he sure was. He was the wide receiver eight, and I love him. Pew, 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 pew. And then next one, it seems easy now, but I swear people liked him. Kenny Galladay will not be a top 20 wide receiver in 2021. Who? I don't even know what he was. He was not even on the 
like you had to scroll Kenneth and scroll and scroll, <laughs> and scroll like wide receiver 80 um this year he was completely pointless it's not even just because of injuries like yeah i know he missed games because of injuries but he was pointless while on the field i once tweeted i don't know how far kenny galladay would have to fall before i drafted him i didn't even know if i wanted to draft him in the 15th round and it seems like that was the right choice i wanted nothing to do with this dude i liked him in detroit once you go with daniel jones and you're a contested catch kind of guy you're screwed you're screwed and now he's stuck he's mr stay away now he's like he's like mr won't touch you with somebody else's draft button like that's that's what i'm feeling with galladay going Um, forward I, I just want to say, like, looking at his stats, they are just truly, absolutely atrocious. I feel like he has to bounce back a little bit from oh, this. Oh, yeah. He might have more than 500 receiving yards. Yeah. He had 400. 2022 breakout. Receiver. Yeah. 2022 breakout. Uh, but he only caught 47.9% of his his targets. Like, that no. is truly bad. Even for a, a wide receiver who he's not, like, a high – catch rate kind of guy his career average has just been 56 percent, but 47.9 well they got daniel jones a guy who cannot separate and is a contested catch guy when daniel jones just needed anything else than that because he's already give him jerry judy yeah he's already give daniel jones jerry judy and he'd be fine why are you trying to hurt jerry judy just but like it would be better for daniel jones Let's talk about Kenny Galladay's agent for a second. Shout out to Kenny Galladay's agent who snagged him a bag full of money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout I out. I was very disappointed. I couldn't find any of my, I, I thought I had a ballsy take about Cooper Cup. I called him my breakout of the year, but I would, I, I need to shout this out because I was the highest ranker uh, among everybody on uh, Fantasy Pros for Cooper Cup. I ranked him as wide receiver seven. And he, he balled out. And I just, I want to give myself a shout out for that because people are mean to me. So. I'm going to shout him out. And uh, yeah, I could have. You deserve him. it. Thank you. I, appreciate I do. It. I also want to give myself a shout out. Jake, think of a guy that you want to shout out yourself for. Yeah. Uh, we need to <laughs> spread the love here among I, our dog just sighed very dramatically. Like she's so tired of our crap right now. Um, but I, Najee Harris. Um, I was very bullish, as as we just said, on Najee Harris. I was one of the top rankers. On you ranked Najee him as Harris. a running back three. He and was he the, was running, the back running back three. Good for you. The only other Amazing. person was uh, Smitty, Smitty with Sleeper U, and I don't know who you are, but Smitty, you and me, baby. To ride to Riding that thing to the end. Yeah, Jake. What, who is your dude <laughs> that you were just hit on? Well, we already we already talked about him, but Debo Samuel for me was the I was actually gonna go Debo. Brandon Cooks, yeah, but he Brandon Cooks had like a weird middle of the season where I don't feel quite as good about it. Like the end result was great, but there was a weird little middle of the season where he wasn't amazing. Debo Samuel was just amazing all the way through, so I loved that. I hope that that continues next year. Um, but I think he's probably going to be drafted too high for me, if I'm being honest. Really? Uh, I'm actually like all in on Devo this year, like this next year. Because watching him play, I was like, Hmm. this dude is unstoppable. Like, it's not that they're just feeding him and he's getting volume work and it's just happening because, like, they don't have anyone else or it's Jimmy's guy. It's like, he is so good with the ball in his hands. It's 
crazy. Like he is incredibly talented. And the difference between him and Patterson, right? Like we're saying fool's gold. It's like, okay, well, Patterson's 31 years old now. Right. And no, team, and no team wanted him to use him this way. And now he's a free agent. It's like the 49ers from the get go. Now that he's young, this is how they want to use him. Basically they want the ball in his hands at every opportunity. And the fact that he's also now somehow a running back and wide receiver, like they just get the ball in his hands and it's working uh, perfectly. So why would they change that? I'm willing to draft Debo and I'll say it late second next year. I would be fine with that. Ooh. Early. Ooh. That's where he's going to go. Ooh. Maybe early third. It is. And that's why I'm probably going to stay away just to get, uh, you know, I'd rather have the, the waddle types at mm. that point and uh, wait waddle. just a I little bit longer. I would take Debo before waddle. Oh, I'd take him over Waddle. I'm oh. saying I'd rather wait okay. and get the discount on those type of guys. Okay. Okay. Well, that was it for our 2021 review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you all won your fantasy championships. We will be back. We're going to take a couple week break here. You know, the season ended. We need a breathe from football, right? We need to take a mental break, but we will be back. We are a year round podcast. So, you know, in the beginning of this year, we'll be talking more dynasty related since a lot of people in redraft won't be listening. So we'll get dynasty focused, just really talk about those young dudes. Uh, but yeah, we'll be here all year long. So keep listening to us, leave us those reviews. They help us so much. You don't understand. Uh, I am your host, Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at Bob Blast EM. You can find me, Kate, at FFBallBlast. You can find me, Jake, at Jake Trowbridge with a W. I would normally say good luck, so I just froze there. There is no good luck, but we will talk to y'all soon. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and check out ballblastfootball.com for more league-winning advice.